Billy man, come on. Six o'clock news says somebody been shot. Somebody's been abused. Somebody blew up a building. Somebody stole a car. Somebody got away. Somebody didn't get too far. Yeah, they didn't get too far. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son, a man had to answer for all the wicked that he done. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys, hang them high in the street. For all the people to see. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces, singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Just that serious. It, it, it was that serious. It, it, but it was sending the Clintons emails. <laughs> it is that serious. I'm pretty sure if I was sending the Clintons emails, that, you didn't ever got you didn't you didn't get a response. But if I was sending the Clintons emails, I'm quite sure that that would explain why I don't have a Facebook anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they got on my uh, on my page and just started voting me uh the reporting my stuff, saying he's a terrorist. <laughs> He's a white ring, a white, well, yeah. uh, he's a right wing white supremacist, <sighs> white supremacist. Have you recording yet? I am. I'm recording. Oh, Welcome okay. to Organic Poison Podcast. I'm here again with my, uh, my, my brother-in-law, my compadre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mains, uh, Tyler Ferguson. Yeah. Pause Love J Nation, baby. Uh, you're such uh, a piece of shit. Free squeezy, uh, free take a, uh, Free mellow, just don't free take it. Keep him, yeah. keep him there. I was lying about free and take. Yeah, I was lying about that. He he did the race and did not beat the case, dude. So what you been up to, man? Just hanging out, man. Just hanging out, working. Just, just doing working, school. We're doing school and working, man. You know, kicking it with your girl. I mean, that's really it, man. Just just you know, kind of kind of life. I'm trying to watch some movies lately. Watched Aquaman earlier today. Yeah, disappointed. Uh, I still haven't seen that, and I'd be—I mean, I don't mind being spoiled on it. There you, was nothing to spoil, though. Yeah. I didn't finish it. Is the thing because it's a three-hour movie, right? So it's already just like too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just had stuff to do. But yeah. <coughs> very disappointed. Oops. Um, Jason Momoa is a good actor. Willem Dafoe is a good actor. See, um, you were telling me that, and I'm—I'm I'm shocked because I did not know that William Dafoe was in that movie. Yeah, uh, but the writing was bad. The only good part was Willem Dafoe. He was like, "Can the Aquaman come out to play?" Not, not really. So, was he the bad guy? No, he was actually like the wise old crack. He was the sidekick of the. He was the. Uh, he was like the assistant to the bad guy. Yeah, if that makes sense. But he was working for the good guy at the same time. It's kind of it's kind of like the old story of a bad guy took over the king spot when the king was good, and Willem Dafoe worked for the good king, and then right. he was, you know, you know. Because, like, it's something about, like, uh, the king of Atlantis right now is Jason Momoa, Aquaman's half-brother. And he's just, he wants to start a war with the surface people. Aquaman, he's never even been to Atlantis. He comes down there, doesn't want, don't start a war. They fight over it. Yeah. Okay. And. So is he essentially Scar 
from Lion King? Is William Defoe Scar from Lion King? <clears throat> no, because Will. Well, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> William Defoe's a good guy the whole time. Oh, okay. He just has to kind of like. Pl- so like, when when the King of Atlantis is plotting death and despair against the surface world, he's just kind of like, sir, you know, yeah. He's like doing his job. Yeah. But he's coaching up Jason Momoa the whole time, like, hey. Invade, you know. Yeah. You got to do this. You got. You got to beat. Him. You got to get this trident so you can beat him and take over your rightful spot. You ever watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay, so like, uh, maybe the guy with the 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 Munich, not Munich. Oh, I never watched it. I don't know why I said yes. Oh, maybe I want to. I want to start. I have a lot of interest in starting it. Yeah, it's but hard I know to Jason get. Jason Momoa is in it. He is in it. I forgot. Yeah, so is Willem Dafoe. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he is. You remember it was in like season eight. He was like, can the Game of Thrones come out to play? <laughs> I was about to say, I don't, If you, you've never seen it, so I don't really know why. <laughs> Joe but, Rogan told me that. Oh, Joe Rogan. Look at you. Did you listen to that episode that we did a couple of weeks ago about Joe Rogan? Uh, me and Alex did a, uh, yeah. it's called, <laughs> it, it literally was a quote, or not a quote, it was just said, F it, we'll talk about Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it was just like, all right, well, everybody else is talking about yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, might as well. You kind of have to, man. Yeah, he's definitely uh, definitely been in the crossfire a lot lately. You can't cancel he who is cancel. He is like the epitome. <clears throat> I don't really know what that means. It's not like Joe Rogan seems pretty supremely anti-cancel. He, can- he cancels cancel culture. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like Joe Rogan is so like... Joe Rogan could do or say anything as much as you think, oh, man, he's a douchebag. Because, I mean, let's be honest, he probably is a huge doucher, right? But it's just one of those guys that's like, you're not going to get Joe Rogan. Like, you could never cancel Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly. care what you do. He's Donald Trump. Joe yeah. Rogan's Joe Rogan. <clears throat> there was this thing right here. It says, Joe Rogan podcast vanishes from Spotify. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if it did, it had to have been for like two seconds. Yeah. Hey, I heard somebody the other day, this is so funny, speaking like Joe Rogan and Spotify and all that stuff. Uh, somebody was talking about music the other day, and good music, and we got on topic of different things, and they were like, you ever heard of Ted Nugent? Now that's good music. You know, Ted Nugent. Wait, who said this? Just, uh, somebody I was, uh, I, I know. Oh, okay. Uh, acquaintance. Okay. Sure. Well, there's, I mean, Ted no, Nugent no, no, has no, some no, good music. uh-uh, that's not what we're getting on here. You know, for the longest time, up until about five or six years ago, I didn't know Ted Nugent made music. I thought this is about to get really specific. You might not have even seen this movie. The only thing I knew Ted Nugent from was the Beer for My Horses movie with Toby Keith. He, and would, be, he would be in that movie. He was in it. I remember I used to watch it when I was a kid. I never saw the movie, but I remember the song and the video. Whiskey for my man, a man for my horse. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day, son, that a man had to answer for the wicked he done. They grind a rope in Texas, find a tall oak tree, gather all of them bad boys, hang them high in the streets. For all the people to see. And justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys. You gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke sails, we'll sing a victory tune. And we'll all meet back the local saloon. And we raise up our glasses against evil forces soon. Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Whiskey for, for my, my man. man. He says, beer for my 
houses. houses. Yeah, houses. <laughs> so the whole movie is that. Yeah, me and Jack saying that. It's just whiskey for my man and beer. No, it's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> just getting drunk. It's I just, love Toby Keith. Like, just, I just grew up listening sure. to... The first the first two songs I ever remember knowing the lyrics to were Mud on the Tires by Brad Paisley, because I was born in Purvis. And, uh, who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Who's your buddy? Who's but the whole movie, man. when I was a kid, because I love Toby Keith, I was fascinated with it. Toby Keith is just a hero. God, dude, Toby Keith had a lot of good songs, dude. The early 2000s were Toby Keith. The first song that I ever heard by Toby Keith, and this might have been like his first big hit, was, How do you like me now? Yeah. Now that I'm on my way, you, you still, still think, think I'm crazy, crazy standing here today. No, his first big hit was, Should have been a cowboy. Should learn how to roll. You know, you want to know something crazy? I'm going to look it up right now. I bet Toby Keith's first hit came up before you were born. It did. It was in the late 80s, early 90s. It wasn't late 80s, but it, it was. was definitely in the. No, he's And he sang Rhinestone. No, he didn't sing Rhinestone. But should have been a cowboy. Have you ever. Did you know the Rhinestone cow- Cowboy is from Macomb? There's some other stuff that's from Macomb, too. Dude. Um, but, uh. No, man. Toby Keith. I'll say this. Toby Keith. You talk about everybody that was able to take a bad situation and make it good or become successful out of a bad situation. Toby Keith took 9-11 by the haunches and said, I'm about to skyrocket. Should have been a cowboy. I told you. Toby Keith's debut single should have been a cowboy. Went to Listen, went to number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot Country Songs chart in 1993. 93. So it was the year after I was born. Okay, so I wasn't far off. Have you, never, have you never heard Should Have Been a Cowboy? I'm sure I have. Bet you never heard old Marshall Dillon say, Miss Kitty, have you ever thought of running away? Gosh, man, look at these hits. I want to talk about me, me want to talk about I, want to talk about number one, one on my me, my, want to think, what I like, what I, I know, what I want, what I see. I like talking about you, 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 usually. But occasionally. I want to talk about me. What else he got? What else he got? Gosh, dude, this is crazy. Uh, so many good songs. I mean, of course, the song, the 9-11 song. Mm-hmm. My daddy served in the army when he lost his right eye. That's the Made in America. That was after 9-11. That was, uh, uh, that's the Curtis. That's Curtis. That's Curtis, the same song. No, that's, that's Made in America. That's how it starts. I'm telling you. American girl, American guy, they want to stand up. And oh, yeah, they wanna, right, right, And then right, right. the drums come in. My daddy served in the army yeah, right. when he lost. And that's, yeah, it's the same. So we'll yeah. put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the last. No, but he made a one of the 10 year anniversary Sorry. of 9-11. And it was like a mellow version of it. It was just like, my old man's that old man made in America. <laughs> made in America 2011. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I know my Toby Keith trivia, brother. That's crazy. He had one song. No, he had one song. Because you remember when music videos used to be like, you waited for the music video to come out? Back in the day, yeah. He had one song. It's something about like a bullet. Um, you better tell me. It should be somehow in the 2010s. Anyway, let's see. Let's see. I can't believe we're doing this. I know. This is so funny. How do you like me now? Dude, How Do You Like Me Now came out in 99. That's crazy. That's Who's so- Your Daddy probably came out like 03, which is almost 20 years old. <laughs> who's Who's that man? That's not it. Yeah, I guess it makes sense looking at these old... Because I remember seeing these old pictures of uh, yeah. Toby Keith. Bullets in the, gu- in yeah, the gun? Yeah, bu- bullets in the gun. So That's 2010. This, yeah, so he had one of the... It was one of those music videos that was like three minutes, four minutes longer than the song. And it was like, now we're just bullets in the gun. And it was like oh, this, this couple that was like robbing places in Mexico. And they held like a store hostage. Just all in the span of the music video. 
the cops surround the place. It's like the guy like comes out with the girl, and she like ends up like killing him and like riding off with his money or something. I don't remember, man. Toby Keith was crazy. I got another one for you. Almost twenty years ago, you know what came out? Uh, is it a Toby Keith song? No. Okay, I was about to say so, I got a list of them right here. Lose yourself is twenty years old. That's crazy. Yeah, by Eminem is almost twenty years old. Yeah, is not by Eminem. I mean, I mean uh, Usher. Usher. <laughs> uh, I said, yeah. I, I, it came I, out in two thousand three, two thousand four. Four. Yeah. All, and I remember one, when that album came out. Yeah, there's one I had ready for you that came out in three. I can't think of it now. Dude, I mean, there's a the list of like boy bands and like oh yeah, pop it, songs. it was crazy thing. That was all twenty something years ago. Because I can remember in like 2010 being like, yeah, that was twenty years ago. How crazy! I was like, man, I wasn't even alive. That's, that's what. That's okay. so long ago. Without me came out in 2002 by Eminem. I just looked up hits from 2002. Yeah, twenty years ago. Soak up the sun by Cheryl Crow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hot in here by Nelly. Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Oh my gosh, the first Spider Man. Work It by Missy Elliott. Wow. Oh my God, number three on this list is Hero by Chad Kroger. What'd you just say? That's what it says. Just say it again. It doesn't even say. It says Hero by Chad Kroger. <clears throat> you know what? I'll give you a little bit quick. You know, because that's the same year that Spider Man came out. But you know what's more important than that? What's that? And they say that a hero can save us. Not gonna stand here waiting. So this is a conversation we were having earlier. Butt rock and like <coughs> that whole thing was a conversation good. you were having earlier. Yeah, I was having earlier and you were it was bouncing off your forehead, but that's okay. Yeah. It was good. And there were two people that led the way. Chad Groger was one of them. We're This is the thing you have to take into consideration. Creed was popping before yeah, Nickelback. I agree. I, and, that's why I say Creed led the way. Yeah, Creed was still in the, in the heroin age of rock I agree. music. I, so I agree. I think Creed led the way, but you can't tell me Nickelback. Listen, yeah, they took listen, the ball listen, and listen, ran. Listen. They took the ball Any and ran. Any publicity is publicity, good or bad. True. Right. That's why you put on your Instagram story and you're like, uh, F this person, F this person, search crypto, get the vaccine. I'm want to be Gary V because you just want, you want to be noticed, and that's great. Nickelback got noticed, bro. Yeah, Nickelback is rich. Nickelback is filthy rich. Freak like me. Yeah. Sugar babes. Oh my gosh, Shania Twain gonna get you good. Mm, she was so hot back in the day. Yeah. I'm just kidding. She bombed the Super Bowl halftime show. That's why she, I, I hate when I see people on Facebook now. You probably see these people on Facebook, right, Shane? I'm not on Facebook. I know what you want to say. Um, <laughs> the Clintons. They're just like... <laughs> They're just like, this halftime show this year is so bad. I can't wait just to see a halftime show that opens up with, let's go, girls. But Shania <laughs> Twain did a halftime show like 20 years ago, and it was awful, dude. Country music does not translate remember. to the Super Bowl halftime show. It definitely much. doesn't anymore. It no. probably did at one point in time. Oh, yeah. Because country was like as big as pop, but I don't really think it resonates with the whole country. I think that's like why it's that. called pop now, though. Because yeah. it's popular. Well, rap music is taking the place of country and rock. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Especially if we're going off of the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I want to go back to Ted Nugent, though. Yeah, let's get it. You were initially, initially talking about Ted Nugent, and then Toby took over. Shout out to Toby. Shout out to Toby. Toby, Keith, and Barker. And McGuire. To- Toby McGuire first. Yeah. Anyway, Ted Nugent, you didn't know he made music. 
Yeah, I didn't think they would use it. I thought he was just in Beer from a Horses, yeah. where he shot like a flaming bow and arrow. That was like his like weapon of choice. Kind of hard. I'm trying to remember. It's kind of hardcore, though. Yeah, especially so, as a kid. We're getting on Joe. We're getting on some type of music. But yeah, man, I just didn't know Ted Nugent made music, and it took I'm me trying to figure pole of uh, just music I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some good music. No, a lot doesn't. of people like. Well, no, he listen, he he does. He, he has does one song that's that I've heard. Which one? I can only remember, but I was just like, I don't like it. The, the main one. There's two of them that are like the most popular ones that he has, and one of them is probably banned from the radio at this point. Cat Scratch Fever is one of them. Okay, yeah. Cat Scratch Fever. That's him? Yes. I didn't hear that one on Spotify. But Stranglehold. Stranglehold is like a seven, nine-minute song, and that song is the one that most people's most people's dads put them onto that. But <clears throat> it was like a, uh, you got me caught in a stranglehold, baby. Maybe I name. It's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on, come on, come on. Was he in a band? Or was it just Ted? It was, I mean, he had a band, for sure, yeah. but it was he was the, the, the selling point. Yeah, it's like, to, some people don't know, like, Tommy Lee was ever in my group. Some people think it was just him. Yeah, especially younger people. Yeah, younger people. <laughs> I knew he was in my group. Yeah. Uh, well, my dad never let me listen to Ted Nugent. Um, he, uh, he didn't let me listen to music, actually. My dad didn't let me listen to music or didn't let me watch TV. Um, I had to do what he did. Yeah. And he just sits in silence all day. That's all he does. Dude, that's so dark. My dad's dead, by the way. So. Yeah. Well, for the for the for the listeners. God, jokes on you. Jokes on my, my mom's dead. Jokes on me. Yeah. And you know what's worse? You met my mom, and did she die? I did meet your mom. I never met your dad. That's fine. He I like never you. knew your father. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, but you we were talking about Joe Rogan. And then oh, we yeah. talked about just crazy, Ted man. Nugent. He can't be canceled, man. It's like I said earlier. He just he, can't. He's a very unique specimen. I, it, I've noticed he's kind of gotten off the COVID talk the past couple of weeks. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Fine. We'll talk about something else. Yeah. But he had two people on back-to-back for uh, talking about climate change, though. And one of them was somebody who was, like, saying it's bullshit. And then mm-hmm. the next person was somebody on who was like, that guy you had on yesterday is full of shit. So, but that was kind of cool though for this because yeah, he did absolutely. say he did put out that message saying that he was going to try to be have people on you know from varying opinions. Yeah, because, as you should. And the thing is, what's interesting to me is people who have listened to Joe Rogan for longer than five minutes, longer than you know the Daily Beast or whoever the yeah. hell has been talking about him online, like. He has always done that. He's always had people on there, even Absolutely. if, he, even yeah, if no, it's stuff that he yeah. doesn't agree with. Yeah, no, he always has. I think you know what's funny is I did see a clip of uh, a clip of Joe Rogan. Uh, you don't see this much, but uh, I should have. It's one of those things I should know more about before I start talking about. It. But he had a guy on there talking about COVID. Yeah, and uh, he was saying something about something the vaccine does to you, and he was telling the, this scientist, this doctor, what the vaccine does to him, and the doctor was like, "Nah, dude." Yeah, and like explained it to him how he was wrong. He was like, "Well, yeah, well," uh, and then just changed the subject. I wish I knew what it was. <laughs> but see, I, I like Joe, and I like Joe for the reason of this. It's not necessarily Joe Rogan's personality. He's a great mediator, man. Yeah, you know, much good. Con- you can get so much good conversation out of that. Well, and another thing is like, how many times has? Uh, of course, he's probably said stuff that has offended people. Obviously, oh, yeah. But like, how many times has Joe Rogan just blatantly been an asshole? Yeah. Like, and if he is an asshole, it seems like he's pretty up for the, to the challenge of apologizing for it. Well, you hear who's coming on in a couple of weeks? Who? He's got Trump coming on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That would be wild. Hey, transition. He used to say that he would, but I, yeah, I bet he wouldn't I, I now. Wouldn't transition just for a second. Are you going to E10 this year? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eating these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I already got you. <laughs> you right. tried to the other day, but I, I had to think about. It. But well, the th- first I was trying to think, hmm, what is E10? And then literally the first thing I thought was like it's a church event. Like because <laughs> and I, then I got to thinking, I was like, he knows I would, probably wouldn't be going to like a, a weekend retreat yeah. with a youth group or anything. But then I was like, oh, it's got to be. Your band's shaking playing. Yeah, that band that I started. <laughs> Dude, okay, so I, I'm sure you probably haven't heard much about this, but it is kind of popular right now. And I am probably going to have to start doing like uh, episodes every other day now because it's uh, crisis time in the world. You heard anything about Russia and Ukraine? Yeah, I just I'm scared, man. It's something to be afraid of. <laughs> That's it. Like I just I just put it in the back of my mind and get scared. Well, as of thirty minutes ago, Russia has ordered troops into Ukraine. I thought they just ordered troops out of Ukraine. I just looked it up because I wanted to see what the latest was, mm-hmm. and it literally says fifteen minutes ago, Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered Russian troops into two separatist pro-Moscow regions in Ukraine in eastern Ukraine after recognizing their independence. So they're just trying to be independent. That's it. Like what? What's the? What is all this? Explain this to me, a great one. I, I don't know a whole lot. I know a little, but I don't know a whole lot. Well, explain to me what you know. Well, let's just go, let's go ahead and set the premise. Every what probably is really going on here, none of us know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when it all boils down well, to it, because it's in Russian and it's political <laughs> powers beyond yeah. our. They, oh, they all anyway. Ah, I get it. I didn't understand because it's in Russian. But the political powers that be they could be over something crazy we don't know about like yeah. oil or weapons or power yeah. land mass stuff we just pick common folk like us yeah even if we do try to understand it we generally don't care about it because yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with us yeah but, exactly but to be fair the next article down does say that oil prices surge as Russia-Ukraine crisis escalates. And this was as of 30 minutes ago. Uh-huh. I'm willing to guarantee you that within the next two days, gas prices here are going to be up to $4. Next few days? In the next two days. $4 a gallon. Ooh, I'm calling it. Better get some tonight or tomorrow. So that'll be that'll be one day from when this podcast airs. So Wednesday. Uh, you're probably going to have to go to the gas pumps because it's going to everyone's going to freak out. Because this is going to be all over the news tomorrow. Everyone's going to freak out, and all the gas pumps are going to be filled up like it's a Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I I could be wrong, but something tells me that that might be. I hate you, dude. U.S. sanctions Russia for declaring independence of East. So the sanctions have come out. So what's that mean? That means they've been that NATO and the U.S. have been threatening sanctions on them if they invaded Ukraine. Yeah. They've been pestering, dancing around. We know there's almost 2,000 troops on the uh, surrounding Ukraine. They've got people in the sea surrounding Ukraine. Yeah. They've got people in other countries surrounding Ukraine. And so here we go. This is what it says. President Joe Biden on Monday issued an executive order sanctioning Russia for recognizing two breakaway territories in eastern Ukraine as independent. I don't know the full details on what that means. I know they have separatists in Ukraine. They just don't want a 1776. That's what it is. We got the Russian Federation's Perpetrated recognition of the so-called Donsk people. I can't pronounce that. Donsk. It's done. The word done. T S K. People's Republic DNR or the another word I can't say. People's Republic LNR. Regions of Ukraine contradicts Russia's commitments under the Minsk agreements and further threatens the peace, stability, and sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. 
and thereby constitutes an unusual and extraordinary threat to national security and foreign policy of the United States. Don't really know what that it causes a threat to us, but <coughs> apparently it matters. The executive order expands upon previous sanctions issued when Russia invaded Crimea in 2014 and prohibits new U.S. investments in the breakaway regions, imports and exports from the regions, and financial property transactions as determined by the U.S. Treasury. Once again, another thing that people like me and you, we don't know fuck all about that, but we do know that it matters because... I mean, they're saying we're threatening the shit out of Okay. Anyway. What if, hear me out, you know when you go to the dollar store and you combine the fake glasses with the nose and the mustache? Yes. Get the leader of Ukraine, the leader of Vladimir Putin in a room, put them on, they'll laugh, and then they'll call it quits because it'd yeah. be so funny. That would be, that'd be hilarious. Unless one of them shot the other one. <laughs> so, so, so what's the best thing about it? I didn't know we were even in like alliance with Ukraine. Well, they're not in NATO. Ukraine's not. No. Then, then I'm sorry, but they did this themselves. I mean, okay, well, they didn't do this to themselves. I they mean, want freedom. Listen, I'm on Great Britain side right now, man. You want freedom? Face the face, face the consequences. You want freedom? No, you just gotta, you got to fight for it. I mean, I get. I, I, I see both sides of that. Selfishly, selfishly, like I don't a hundred percent. This is the thing. Like, what happens next? Exactly. Do we send troops over there? It's like, because I'm not interested in that. We've already got troops surrounding Ukraine. Because, like, yeah, we say, you know, the U.S. is supposed to be the, the, the military, the police of the world, but, like, why? Yeah. Well, not necessarily the U.S. NATO, but, really. Yeah, but, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, America troops. Yeah. Also. We've pretty much fund. We keep the lights on exactly. in NATO. Well, like, my thing is, man, let them hash it out. They're going to take over Ukraine. And Russia and Ukraine sure. will do the same thing as Russia. They'll become the same thing as Russia. Which is scary. Which sucks for Ukraine, but and this is the—it's a damned yeah, if you do, yeah, damned if you don't yeah. thing. Because there's a part of me also that's like, I don't really care about the U.S. being uh, on in the imperial business anymore yeah. either. I mean, well, we've imperialized so much at this point; like, we don't need I mean, anything else. We've we tried. Need, yeah, we've tried. Oh, to. Hold on now, no, no, you can't say we. I'm not. What, what do you when? I'm talking the last hundred years. Okay, last hundred and fifty years. Okay, I'm listening. What do you mean you're listening? Okay, so so the U.S. is one of the greatest imperializing. You're doing the Trump thing right now. No, shut up. <laughs> you're gonna be huge. It's, it's huge. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about freaking Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Panama Canal, Philippines, big stick policy, all these different things. What are they doing now? I'm talking Teddy Roosevelt, late 1800s. What are they doing? I didn't say that. I'm saying we've imperialized enough. Like we don't need to anymore. Well, that's what, sure. Okay. That's fair. I say we've imperialized. But then I feel like you made a comment that was like, no, we really haven't. Like, yeah. Well, you're right. But we also went to Afghanistan and fucked all that up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We don't. I get what you're I'm saying. I'm on the train of 120, 130, 140, 150 years ago. We did it all. We don't need to anymore. Right, but the thing is, this is the argument to that, and not not necessarily saying I agree with because I like I said, I just said in the beginning, we we both agree on the fact we don't need to be going and doing yeah. that. But the argument to that, the counter to that, is the other people, like take Russia for example. They're like, you know what, man, Ukraine was in the Soviet Union. We're gonna take that bitch back. All everything you got is going to be part of ours now. You're going to share it with us because we can. Because we clearly have 200 that We can take over your country. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be violent. But we can take this bitch over and build it up to how whatever standard we want it to be. And the same thing goes for China. 
China has a little more diplomatic way. They are imperializing Africa. They're imperializing all of the other parts of, you know, the cheaper parts, the, the shittier parts of Asia. They're giving people deals that they can't refuse. It's yeah. like going to your mom, not your mom. It's like going to grandma's house and they're like, hey, your house is right in between or right on the line where we need to build this railroad. And she's like valiantly against the railroad. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the rail, screw the railroad. And they're like, okay, your house is worth 20 grand. Obviously, this would have been back in the day. Yeah. But your house is worth 20 grand. We'll give you 80 for it. Yeah, and that's going to set grandma up, but it, it kills her soul to have to sell her house. Exactly. But in the same breath, it's like I have no choice exactly. because otherwise yeah. they're going to continue and continue, or they go through some way they'll kill you. Maybe they might kill you yeah. and take your house anyway. You know, it could be one of those things. They'll they'll kill you and give your kids ten grand for the house because they actually destroyed it too. You know, or something like that. Yeah, that's a crazy scenario, but. That's how China is doing it. China is setting these people up with like they're give, making them they're making them loans to these yeah. countries and these little districts yeah. and stuff like that, and it's loans that they know they can never pay back. It's like they yeah. gave them this. I don't remember if it's Georgia, Nigeria, somewhere in South Africa. Yeah. They gave them this loan to build this uh, airport. Uh-huh. They built up this big ass, incredible, crazy airport. Nobody flies there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't make any money. They can't pay China back. So guess what happens? That's our airport now. That's yeah. China's airport now. So we can use it for whatever we want, for exporting, yeah. importing, whatever. And we'll also buy all of the land in the area, and we will build it up, and it will be a part of our – we'll give jobs to your citizens. Yeah. And we will basically run that portion of your country. So and that's the, probably the lamest way to explain we'll that. stop you. What's so bad about that? Let's, just be, let, let's be honest. Let's just, just, just listen to me. Okay, they're doing it here too. In China? Yeah. Yeah. Just listen to me. Okay. Just listen to me. Hey. <laughs> hey. We're going to take over a little bit right here, right? Okay. We're going to build it up because it needs to be built up. Okay. We're going to give everybody a job. Amen. Is that what happens to Christians in China? That's Amen. not what happens to Christians in China. You We're know not ha- talking about Christians in China. But if China owns America... I'm just I'm just talking about it. Yeah. I'm not necessarily trying to argue about it because you got a good point. It's like, what's so bad about so, it? So my point is, is joking, obviously. Sure, I, I'm joking, playing a little devil's advocate. But, but people would, I mean, people would argue that point. It's like, so what about borders? So what about your great American experience? So what about this, this, and this? The reason that it bothers me is because of my great American experience. Oh, I, dude, I agree. I don't want that here, and so in in return, I don't want that in other countries. I don't want that for anyone. Right. I'm just. I was jokingly saying, and then really being like, well, you know, if it happens, it's one of the things. If it happens, it happens. What am I going to do? You right. Know? But like, yeah, I don't want that here at all. Yeah. Or anywhere else. I don't want yeah. that for Ukraine. I couldn't imagine wanting your freedom, wanting to fight for something, and then someone's going no. Like we talk about that, I'll never forget Obama getting elected, and everybody down here saying, "Oh man, he's coming get you again." Yeah. Like, for eight years they said. Yeah, that. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that actually happening. You know, so no, it's awful. I, I I couldn't imagine it. I hate it. My heart goes out. My heart grieves. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying that 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 people can be so evil and be so hungry for something like power. Right. Like if we all just stayed in our own lanes and did our own things, our lives would be happy. We yeah. Like, you hey, know. you sell me some corn, I'll sell you some corn. China's you know, like, already huge. It doesn't need anything else. Russia's already huge and scary. Their language, listening to their <laughs> Russian alone is terrifying. <laughs> their language. That's funny. Like they, True, it's it, true. It, yeah, they don't need anything else. We don't need anything else. What we should be doing is just helping these countries that just need to build up. I mean, yeah. that's, that's all we should be doing. I mean, go... Jeff Bezos alone could build could could end world hunger in Africa. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? 
And, and, it's funny you bring and, him up. I got to go something. ahead, man. But like, I don't know. I just feel like obviously peace can't be attained at this point. It's it's undeniable there will never be full peace. But like, why, why, why can't there be? Like, why? You know, it all comes down to we're flawed humans who are power hungry, money hungry. All it, but it's just crazy to me. It definitely, I definitely do think it always comes back to that. Like, like you don't need Africa. You don't need parts of Africa. You know, let's be honest. What do you gain besides money? Even though your leaders are already millionaires or whatever's rich. Yeah, your country's already rich. Beyond its wildest dreams. The thing is, is China is not rich. China as a whole is not rich. A lot of people, uh, the richest people. I mean, look at it this way: the richest people in China are rich, but as a whole, their society is not. Like there's people who, like I said, they literally have. And I use the Christian example because that would be the predominant predominant religion yeah. in America. Yeah. And they do the same thing to Muslims yeah. and over there because it's like your religion becomes the state more or less. It's yeah. like you, there, there's no God above China. I, you could, I could say the government, but it's not the, they, they wouldn't say it like that. You, you have no God above the government. It's more like a, an entrail of like, oh, absolutely. like a uh, indoctrination. Into oh, absolutely. Like the, no, it's exactly, so, so it's, it's, this is what it is really is, is one, one way to look at it very simply is it's, Hey, you can have your God. Hey, you can have your religion, but you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to conform to this government. You have to conform to the, to live just to live there. Right. And so eventually, it's like, well, none of this matters. No, no. What I, you know, and that it, it, it's meant to break people down to brainwash people. Right. That's what it's meant to do. Exactly. It goes back in time. I mean, let's go back to the 1600s when missionaries would go to ancient China. Right, missionaries would go to ancient China. They would go to convert the people. Right, and and there's a great movie to watch about this. Uh, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver playing it. I've told you about it. Silence. Great yeah. movie. Right. Well, if they found a missionary or a priest in the 1600s, uh, they would break it. They would make him apostatize. They would make him denounce his religion. Um, by doing that, they would have a uh, uh, like a um, rock a statue of Jesus. They'd make him step on it. Yeah. Right. But they. Uh, they wouldn't always apostatize. In the case of this movie, Andrew Garfield didn't for a while. But basically, they would make you apostatize, and then they would torture you and brainwash you to make you think that, there's hey, there's nothing above this sovereign leader. Yeah. Our, our sovereign leader. Yeah. Right? And they did it so much so to make you to the point of, like, 30 years after a missionary apostatized, they chose this missionary. His job was to make other missionaries apostatize. Uh, go into homes and find possible things that could be Christian and destroy them. Yeah. Right? And so it's just, it's a constant brainwashing thing that right. dates back to the Han Dynasty, to the Shang Dynasty of China. Sure. Uh, and I'm using China as an example because they've been doing it longer than anybody. Right. Uh, the first dynasties of China were doing this because it's all about, it, let's just be honest, it's all about fitting an agenda. All goes back to it's all about power, it's all about greed for certain people. Right. And that's that's exactly what it is. And it goes down to religions too. You know, my religion says, hey, believe what you believe and tell everybody about it because it's great news. Right. Other religions say the exact same thing. But at the end of the day, why do – at the end of the day, if all your religions say these things but yep. also promote peace and you're fighting about it, you're doing the wrong thing. Right. Right? So it's all about why – why, how and why do we not just stay in our own lanes? Right. You know, the common misconception is that Islams are terrorists, or people, Muslims are terrorists. Allah never once, the Quran never once promotes terrorism, and never once promotes murder, never once promotes, it's an extremely peaceful. 
it, it, it promotes radicalism as much as the Bible does. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. As, as little or as much, no, if yeah, that makes exactly, sense. Exactly. Exactly. Let's just be honest. I think uh, the nation of I think the religion of Islam is flawed, but sure. I think if you put the two up next to each other, there are a lot of similarities in, in, in belief systems. Right. Jewish people, right? There's nothing there. It's like you said. There's nothing there radical. There's nothing there that promotes violence. Right. Right. The reason Israel and and different places like that fight that stems from uh, people in the Bible who were flawed: Cain and Abel, Ishmael, these people like this. But it all goes down to if we just stayed in our lanes. This is, this is all I'm getting at. Yeah. It, it annoys me, it scares me, and it frustrates me. Right. The things going on in this world. If we all stayed in our lanes, we would all be happy. Yeah. Like, but, we would all be There'd be a happy. lot more potential for it, that's for sure. I think we would all be happy. Yeah. I mean, but... And, and it also goes down, you have... you have. I'm sorry, I don't mean like, to... No, no, by all but, means. But, but... I talk too much anyway. You have leaders who are here, who have been here for years, and who will be here for years... Right, and it's so hard to break that stigma. They're supposed to be wise beyond their years. Exactly. That's why they were put in the position, allegedly, this is why they were put in the position. Exactly. Uh, Andrew Yang running in 2020, or in uh, 2020 and 2016, or in 20, let's just use 2029. Sure. Andrew Yang running in 2020 was supposed to break the stigma of, of, of power hungry, greedy, war hungry. And I'm not saying that's what Trump is, that's what people viewed him as. Sure. And I'm just using Andrew Yang as, Andrew Yang was supposed to be this peaceful, uh, wise leader. That was supposed to be exactly what we needed, right? Right. We'll never break that. We, we won't break that stigma. Obama, I think, broke that stigma. But I don't, I, at least for a little while, but like, we'll never break this. He, he did the best job at convincing people that he did. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whether I think that or not, whatever. But Russia will never break that. Yeah. It's it's almost like in the blood. Yeah. China will well, never the, break the, that. The wars in the Middle East. Exactly. The wars. In the, nothing will ever break that. So until you do that, until you get a new regime in, yeah. you know. And then, but it's. I think that there's an interesting conversation to be had about the fact of, you know, I'm so against like, I say it. it there's pros and cons to like globalization. Yeah. You know, where like everybody is on one accord. Yeah. But this is the thing. Like, the, it, they could sell you the idea of everyone working together under one umbrella and mm-hmm. peace or whatever, but. There is a substantial. It's like a, like I said, it's a damned if you like earlier, yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't Absolutely. kind of thing. Because we're all pretty terrified of the idea of having one group of people that rule the world. One hundred percent, right? I mean, most people yeah, are not 100%. in on that. So it's one of those kind of things. Like, but that's what you want in order for everyone to coexist and yeah. there to stop wars and stuff like that. It's like, but there's no way to put a cap on that. Yeah, you know. And one thing I, that I always argue. And I talk a lot of shit about like uh, Antifa or whatever, yeah. like all the people who are like radical fucking left wing people. Yeah. And it's like my thing is usually going to be like I don't like ideas. I try not to t- mm. hate people. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. I know a lot of people that completely disagree with me about everything I talk about, but we get along just fine. You know, it's like yeah. – but and it's like especially like new people that I know like meet online and shit. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of stuff that we don't agree on. I'm very outspoken about some things. They're very outspoken about some things. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, it's like you know, maybe we can meet in the middle one day. But like here lately, it's been one of those things where it's like, dude, y'all do realize that these guys are – just as capable like if you give the government or the powers that be if you willingly give them the opportunity to screw over the people or yeah. to you know enslave or imprison or yeah. whatever it is the people you don't like they yeah. they will have that power forever 
to do that to you as well whenever the time comes. Yeah. And when the pendulum swings, mm-hmm. it's like, let's just say that Trump wins in 2024 and the whole fucking Senate, the House, and everything goes uh, to the uh, conservatives. And they decide to be authoritarian assholes. Well, it's, in my opinion, it's our job as citizens to tell them to suck our balls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, kiss yeah. my ass. It does, and it doesn't matter if it's blue or red or yellow or anything in between. Authoritarianism overall, yeah. and unfortunately, as we were talking about, authoritarianism is a product of flaws in humankind. Absolutely. The power, hungry, you know, for some reason, it always turns into that. Like, people always have the good arguments about communism. Yeah. Communism make us all work together. It's like, look, <laughs> take a deep breath and... Be like, I understand on paper, this seems like a great idea. Because on paper, somebody who is well-versed in the communist way, the fist, you know, whatever. I get what you're saying. doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to work like that because you're going to get someone power that is going to misuse it. They might not do it the first year. They might not do it the first decade. But when the roots are in deep enough and the generations change, kind of like you were talking about with – it's installed over 30 years, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like North Korea is a prime example. We've, uh-huh. if that's modern history, North Korea becoming the way it is. Only uh-huh. like the past three generations has yeah. it become You're the way it is. Right. And we could, <clears throat> I mean, I think as technically you could go back and look at other ancient civilizations, yeah. but we can look in recent documented history and watch how North Korea has turned into such a – it is a dictatorship, and uh-huh. people there don't even know what's going on in the world. They're not allowed to know yeah. what's going on in the world. And that's terrifying to me. And that's a – if China wasn't so big, they would have it the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, But the, yeah. we also – people also forget there are like rural, like untamable areas of China. Yeah. You know, like – which I mean those people don't have access to the rest of the world, but still. Like it's not yeah. like – like you, there's guys with their farm, their rice farms, and they just mind their own business and do yeah. this shit. And the people come through and collect taxes every now and then, yeah. you know? So everything we're talking about, I've got a couple things I want to say, but everything we're yeah. talking about goes perfectly in line with uh, some of my classes right now, some civilization classes. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of the early ancient history of China uh, and just the world, really, classes. Um, I got it pulled up so I know exactly what to order, but I want to explain to you something. I want to get really deep into this. You can this. bring it over here. If it starts making the noise, I'll tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to really put this in perspective. What I was talking about, because we both agree, like North Korea will never change, Russia well, will never change. Never say well, never. Well, but, as of now, yeah, know, without intervention. The Tang Dynasty, first uh, dynasty of um, <clears throat> China. Make sure it's right, because <laughs> I think it is. Uh, all right, so the Tang Dynasty, right? The Tang Dynasty. Imperialized the Tang Dynasty traded the Tang Dynasty got strong. Yeah, the Tang Dynasty fell. Who took over? People that learned from the Tang Dynasty. What do they do? They learn from the mistakes. That was the Song Dynasty, elitist class of people who became much more intellectual than the Tang Dynasty, much stronger. Right. Yeah. The Song Dynasty fell. The Qin Dynasty came. Right. Learn from mistakes over and over and over again. The Han Dynasty, Ming Dynasty, Shang Su. Uh, Jin, Lao, all of these dynasties. And what I'm getting at is, <coughs> this is, unless something does come along and break that stigma, um, what, give me a Russian name. Just give me any random Russian name. Uh, Stalin. No, 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 of someone not, 
not like a, a Rus- just just give me like a Russian name. Like I was getting Gorchovsky. Okay, so so if Gorchovsky was to work for Vladimir Putin directly under him, okay. Vladimir Putin finally he falls, he's over. Gorchovsky takes over, right? Mm-hmm. He's got Vladimir Putin's ideals installed, right? And he knows how to make it better. Yeah. And that's what happened for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years in China. That's what's just going to happen. Like, that's what I fear is just going to keep happening with these countries until right. we do break a stigma. But also, on your point of authority, a total authority, authoritarian, uh, one government in the world, you know how I know that's not going to work? Two things. I've read The Giver. <laughs> it's a book on utopian society. Yeah. I've read in seventh grade. And I've watched I Am Robot with Will Smith. Uh, it's not, no, just, you, it's not I Am Robot. I know. I Robot. Yeah. I'm sorry. He is. I'm. Uh, I am legend. Is yeah, yeah. That's right. I was, but uh, I robot. No, but like, but <coughs> seriously, we don't need to do scientific research and background. Check. I mean, let's literally just look at what would happen. That's genuinely all that could happen in a in a total one government society. Man, people are made to be so different. Right. That's and, that's, and that's, that's why, how I feel. I feel that way. Yeah, I mean, that's I, why I, the thirteen original colonies broke from Great Britain. That's probably why Ukraine. Wants to stay far away from Russia. Right. That's why we want to break from our government. Well, is because we were all made so different. We talk about that. I mean, like, you know, the Ukraine was essentially a part of Russia, but yeah. they were part of the Soviet, the Soviet Union. Union. Yeah. So it's like they chose to do that, right? Yeah. And they clearly don't want to be a part of that now. If yeah. they wanted to be a part of that now, they would have come to some kind of terms with Russia. Yeah. It wouldn't be this scenario. Exactly. And, and listen, I don't, I don't know. Uh, we gotta celebrate our differences. You remember that song? That was like your favorite commercial. We got to celebrate our differences. You remember that really racist commercial that Oh TV? God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awful. horrible. You guys can look that up. I'm not saying it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's like in the decades after it was established, the Russian-dominated Soviet Union grew mm-hmm. into one of the world's most powerful and influential states, and eventually encompassed 15 republics: Russia, Ukraine, yeah. Georgia, Belarus, Belarus. Uzbekistan, Armenia. The Czech Republic was there too, wasn't it? Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan. Uh, no, that's, I'm Czechoslovakia. Kyrgyzstan. Uh, wait, what is that? Mordova. The Moldova. So you got Georgia, Belarus, uh, Uzbekistan, Armenia, uh, Azerbaijan. I can't pronounce that. Azerbaijan. Kazakhstan. Uh, that's where uh, Khabib is from. Yeah. Uh, Kyrgyzstan, Moldova, and damn, you murdered that Kyrgyzstan. Turk, <laughs> Turkmenistan. You I made it so much more difficult. I was like Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> That's my thing. I love pronouncing that stuff. Czechoslovakia is my favorite word. Uh, See, I thought for some reason, why did I think that uh, Alaska was a part of the no. Soviet Union? No. Do you know what I fear when we talk about all this stuff going on? Is um, what did the Soviet Union say about Russia? They sold Alaska. Russian Empire never sold Alaska to the USA. They have lent it for 99 years. Well, do you want to know something crazy that people don't think about? Alaska is here? Yeah, and Russia... Russia's right here. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Because people used to also say, and they might still say this, but that was how Russia was going to come. Yeah. Like, they were going to be like, uh, yeah, we're going to make a deal with Alaska to not kill any of their people, and we're going to just travel through there and just... Go all down the West Coast and just take over everything. And could you imagine if you know China and Russia are kind of homeboys right yeah. now? They have to be because yeah. China is that boy compared to Russia. 
And it's one of those things like all these sanctions that are going through right now that basically Russia would have a really bad problem keeping their economy afloat yeah. if Russia, if China didn't have their backs. This is like a recent development that I've learned about. Yeah. Basically like – China's like, hey, whatever happens, I got yeah, you. We got you, yeah. It's like we have to pretty much have so each other's So here's what back. we should do. We should hold a meeting with all the leaders in the nation. Hang on. Before you say something logical, I want you to hear this first. Russia comes down the mm-hmm. west coast from Alaska. You're Russia now, by the way. <laughs> you know, Alaska is. Come down the west coast. They get all that, you know, Oregon and uh, uh, Washington and all those states. But they also go down the west coast to California. I want you to California. Guess who meets them there? Texas. China. Oh, because yeah. China, comes from the <laughs> China comes from the Pacific. Texas. And so they come from the Pacific, and they're all meet up on the oh, West Coast, just terrifying. all red, just straight fucking straight commie, just all comrades up and like, down. There's nowhere to go at that point. I mean, stay home. Yeah, go. You, everybody's gonna have to go east. People will run out east, and guess what happens when they flee the city? And ain't none of them, them motherfuckers got guns. I mean, they do, but they don't at the same time. Yeah. So think about that. Like that was one of my things. Uh, getting into conspiracy mode, probably talked about it on the podcast. But I was like, you know, West Coast does all this crazy shit. They're getting rid of all the right wingers. All the right wingers are leaving, and the ones that decide to stay are either old and ain't got no balls, one or the other, or they're like, we got to stay here because we love it here. Everybody else is incredibly sympathetic to the the cause of the communist, you know, regimes. Yeah. And and I'm saying communist due to lack of a better term. I'm sure there's yeah. other things that you could name it. Not that I'm trying to be sympathetic with them as saying. well. But and it's like perfect. That's great because if you get all these people out, we can come and set up shop in, in California. And so what if the rest of the country knows that we're here? Stay the fuck away. We're going to set up shop and we're going to wait until we're ready and we're just going to take over state by state. Kind of how New Jersey did in South Park. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you ever seen that episode? I guess not. Oh my gosh, it was when Jersey Shore got popular, and uh, <laughs> some people, some Jer- people from Jersey, started showing up in South Park, and then like it just pans to Randy with a map, and he's like, <laughs> "Right now, Denver has become New Jersey, Denver." He's like, "Eventually, they'll <laughs> they'll pan all the way to be New Jersey Top." Utah, but New Jersey. It's just <laughs> oh, it's wow. like, we're now in West Jersey. Everybody needs to get together and have a big meeting. Yeah. Okay. Saying. Yeah. So two things. Everybody needs to get together and have a big meeting, right? Yeah. We walk in the meeting. Each world leader gets gets this thing, and they put it on, right? It's a big red clown nose because that's funny. And then they are brought into a room with a bathtub. In the bathtub is a turd, and it's been waffle stomped into the drain. And then we let them fight about who pooped. Little they know, it was me. I pooped, and I waffle-stomped the turd down the drain. But they fight so much till they're tired, and then they realize, wait, that's hilarious. They start laughing about it, boom, we're all friends. I walk away with a foot of poop and a happy heart. I mean, that would be cool if it worked. It would. You're telling me. You fight with a guy for 20 years. He's your worst enemy. You walk into a room with him, and there's a waffle-stomped turd down the drain. You're not laughing? I don't have a million slaves in my country. (laughs) <laughs> I have actually never killed anyone with illegal toxins. With uh, UN-sanctioned toxins, I have never uh, – I've yet to do that at any point. Uh, so there's a, there's a little bit of a difference. Well, what, I, what I was giggling about That's it, two like, people, by the way. That's just two countries. We're not even talking about Iran. Stomp a turd. Yeah. I, uh, well, I was just saying Iran is right there too. They oh, said yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We'll blow uh, Israel off the map. Yeah, that's what Iran wants to blow Israel off yeah. the map. Like, and now mind you, 
another conversation to have. Not, not today, but I mean, even still, why do we give a shit about Israel? Yeah. Well, it's the Holy Land, brother. I, you I don't, don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't. I care about all these countries. I'm yeah. just saying, like, to what degree is different. I agree. I mean, it's, it's the Holy Land, brother. Um, but I mean, in the same I know, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I think it just comes down to human human decency. I don't want to see any like realistically. I made that joke earlier. Like, yeah, say what? You know, really, yeah. it's not that bad. But I don't want to see anybody taking over. I don't want to see anybody's freedom taken. Over. I don't want to see anybody blown off the map. You're talking. It, you're talking families. Yeah, you know? I I completely agree. But I'm just saying, if you think about it, if we if a cut if Russia and China together, we're using them as an example. Russia, China, and I. not me saying I could stop them. Right. This is me saying I have to live with what's probably gonna, what would probably happen. Right. I'm just saying that if you blew Israel off the map entirely, yeah, and you blew Ukraine off the map entirely, more people would die if you blew Ukraine off the map than yeah. than Israel. Not Israel. Is it? No. It's Israel, the country. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, Bethlehem. Not Bethlehem. What's Nazareth. Jerusalem? Jerusalem is is yeah. the city. Yeah, so when it comes to stuff like that, I think to myself, I'm like, man, you know, we are so gung ho about. And mind you, I, th- I par- there's a lot more reasons why that they are down with Israel. By the yeah. way, Israel has like incredible levels of science and fucking technology. Mm-hmm. They help with all kinds of different and a very stuff. strong military. People forget about that because you know, uh, I know this is a few years ago. When you turn 18 in Israel, you have to serve two years in the military. I say, and they haven't been blown off the map yet. So I'm just saying, like, as far as it goes, they are the only people over there. By the way, that are like. I say people. They're Christians over there, or Jews over there, but that country is the only one that is, they are surrounded by Muslim countries. Not saying there's anything wrong with that, but all of those countries have radical uh, Islamic groups in them. That yeah. all are point, all point their guns at Israel at all times. And I want to take a second too to clear something up. When you say radical Muslims, uh, earlier I said oh, all Muslims are peaceful. Well, all Christians are peaceful, but you've also got people that say, "Hey, I'm doing this for God and for Trump, baby." Yeah, and then they go and they throw a Molotov cocktail. Uh, racist white people in the '50s were Christians, and right. they kill black people. Absolutely. So, and that, and I think that's really in the same way is just radicals. Um, yeah, okay. I just wanted to yeah. say that because. I, that's just that was one of my assignments was only the day, so I'm I'm still like. Fortunately, fortunately for all of us, uh, the consistent listeners to this show are able to read nuance. I, I don't think that they thought no, that no, you no, were no. saying all oh, Christians are impervious to bad things. No. <laughs> they don't do they don't make bad, bad decisions. That that Molotov cocktail, <laughs> <laughs> that Planned Parenthood deserved to burn hey, down. Listen, listen, listen. This is funny. Um, you know that famous picture of the people of color there's one white guy in the pool with them and there's a white guy walking by and he's got a thing of acid he's throwing in the pool you ever seen that picture i, I guess not it's from like the early 60s late 50s he's and it's not in color oh man it's awful but it goes to show how like just ignorant some older people sure be. i wish i screenshotted this but i saw somebody on twitter posted a screenshot of a facebook post of an yeah. older lady who put she was like found this picture on the internet beautiful picture of a of a desegregated swimming pool and a white man pouring chlorine in the pool out of the others by the other swam and you can see him like screaming and he's pouring acid into the pool just look at images it's an image it's a very famous I know image. but that's like telling a little story well you need to see the image maybe those guys are buddies the image is what's awful yeah that's the image okay that's okay. not the really fa- there's the really famous one right there that's the one I'm talking about alright so he's pouring acid in the you pool. You can see them like screaming or starting oh, shit. to. Shit. Okay. I can't believe you've never seen this. Nah, that's crazy. 
by pouring acid into a pool of activists in 1964, this racist changed U.S. history. Okay, so do you know a little more context to this? Is that where you were going with that? No, where I was. Where was I going? Radical groups. Radical. How groups. like radical Christians? Like that guy probably went to church every Sunday. He was a deacon. You know, he's probably in the KKK. Yeah, that's just what I was. I was getting at. When we were oh, yeah. about, and I thought that was an interesting photo. Um, and I thought it was. Uh, I'll never forget that. It's kind of like when old people post Obi Wan Kenobi as Jesus. Oh man, that's that, what it was like. Yeah, my grandmother. That that is kind of funny. I also like, one time on. saw an early person post a dog with a ham on its face. It's like this dog burned in a house fire. But that's off topic. Um, yeah, it looks like it. on June eighteenth, nineteen sixty four, black and white protesters jumped into the whites only pool at the Munson Motor Lodge mm-hmm. in St. Augustine, Florida, in an attempt to force them out. The owner of the hotel poured acid into the pool. What a jackass. Martin Luther King Jr. had planned the sit-in during the St. Augustine movement, a part of the larger civil rights movement, the protest, and the owner's acidic response is largely forgotten today. No surprise there. But it played a role in the passing of the Civil Rights Act, now celebrating its 50th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of the main pushes, like I said, the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Um, You know what's crazy? I don't know. There's a lot of crazy you, things. You, yeah, but I don't know where you saying on this. I just think this is so funny. Is we have Lyndon B. Johnson so much crap for being this awful president, this bad president, this mean guy. But Lyndon, it was never JFK that passed all these things. He, he was starting like Lyndon B. Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act in 1965. Yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson was the one that heralded MLK Jr. as a hero. Lyndon B. Johnson was the one that did try. Lyndon B. Not Johnson, well, we, I, pull us out of Vietnam. I think a lot of people don't realize he he might not have started that way. He came around. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that's, that's that interesting is. about yeah, him is to just crazy. see even if even if he did do it, just because he knew that like there was a portion of the country that was going to like he was he would be sanctified for that, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of people do look at him as kind of like a dude. You were that man because you did this. He did. Well, you know, that's another thing is let's just look at like. Obviously, we are aware of who the yeah. other half of the once, country that we're happy yeah. about that. Once 40, 50 years passes, it's hard to see little things. But, you know, sure. Richard Nixon is one of the most accomplished presidents of all time. Dude, Just based yeah. off of – look it up. I want you to look hey, up how many Richard, policies hey, and Richard things Richard Nixon is a prime example of you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I'm just saying, like, Watergate was something. He was corrupt, who isn't. But that was something. But you don't get to be president without having a little bit of that in you. I just want you to let Richard Nixon's accomplishments and policies and different things he passed. And I want you to tell me about war guy or nothing. He focused on the People's Republic of China and Soviet easing Cold War tensions with both countries as part of the policy. Part of this policy, Nixon signed the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, and that's probably not going to be the most popular <laughs> no, thing he did. there's different stuff that's not saying, but... Uh, that's just a little history tidbit for you. Richard Nixon did some cool shit. Yeah, like, well, he wasn't that bad. <coughs> he just sucked as a person and was a corrupt politician. Right. Well, there's some people, literally, that will just be like, oh, he was a Democrat. Or, oh, he's a, he's a Republican. You know, like, one of those things. A lot of people hate Ronald Reagan. And it's like, a lot of people thought Ronald Reagan was amazing. I don't, I don't necessarily I know don't, what Ronald Reagan pulled off. But. I don't like Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't like him at all. In 70 years, 80 years, when we're teaching school history, we're going to look back. People are going to look back on Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be taught just like Ronald Reagan is. Yeah. 
Let's just be honest. Yeah. Well, he's another. He was a hard hitting businessman, and look at all this good stuff. People look at all that. Look at our comment. Yeah. All these different things. People never gonna appreciate the good shit he did for this country because he sucked. Because he sucked. Yeah. He as an individual. Yeah. Is a dipshit. Absolutely. He's an asshole. Absolutely. But no. I just you know. I, no, I I. You I get mean, me on my on my American history. So no, no, that's interesting because you know about it. I mean, I only know what I force myself to look up. Yeah. And oh yeah, what I was going to say earlier, and this will be my last thing I want to talk about Russia. Um, <laughs> Russia. I do feel. Trust me, we're going to be talking about Russia a lot in the next few weeks. Shh, man. Uh, you might be talking in Russian by the time you're 30. He's It's bullocking Ukraine. That is not Russian. <laughs> Russia invades Ukraine. China decides to do something. All this stuff. I think we face another 50-year Cold War. Oh, man. It's about to be hot. That's what this means. It's not a Cold War anymore. You know what the Cold War was, right? Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, proxies. A bunch yeah. of proxies and uh, saber rattling. Yeah, but there was still... Some fighting. Like, I think this will be the breaking. Like, I don't think uh, Russia, it's not going to take Russia long to invade Ukraine. Well, th- this is what I And so, and so I don't think it'll cause immediate outright wars like after 9 11. Yeah. Mur- people murder, Americans murdering Russians, Russians murdering Americans. I think it, I think we would see. Yeah. Let's just see how technolo- technologically advanced we are now. We don't, no one needs to set foot on any soil. No, we're fighting fifth and fourth uh, generation warfare. Exactly. Like it's a battle for it's a war for your minds. It's not exactly. a it's not a war for your blood and your exactly. land. But that doesn't mean that people won't try to pop each other. I agree. I agree with that completely. I think uh, I think to your point about like for them to go annex, you know, all of Ukraine pretty much. I don't, it's not going to be that difficult at all. I think what's going to happen is they're going to do that, and they're just going to issue sanctions on them, and they're not going to go in there. You're going to have this little separatists. You're going to have the proxy wars of people fighting each other, little rebellion, blah, blah, blah. But what's going to happen is Russia is going to be like, hey, citizens, we took over your shit. A bunch of you died. We don't want to kill the rest of you. We want you to keep working as usual and do your normal everyday life. Yeah. We're just in control now. So there will be some changes. But it's not like they're going to go in there and be like, all right, everybody who is a, a Ukrainian, you're going under. You know, you're going to the camps tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that – because Jeez. that's not – this isn't World War II. Well, let's also be honest. That's not good for business. Exactly. You don't make money. Exactly. And, and, I, and that sounds so – and I don't mean that like my opinion, but – No, it's it's shitty, Vla- but it Vladimir is Vladimir knows yeah. if I kill all these people, I've just got empty land. We are looked at as the private school asshats of the world, Absolutely. our country. I mean it's a stereotype. Absolutely. But you know why nobody blows us up? Everybody has nukes. Everybody's got some nukes somewhere. Yeah. You know why they don't blow us up? Because then everybody's broke. Everybody's fucked. Everything is messed up then. If you blew America off the face of the map, it's a problem. And not to mention, I'm pretty confident that we are very uh, uh, mutual, sure destruction up. You know, we've got, you might take everything out of us, but we're boom, 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 and they're going everywhere. Everybody's dying. If we have to die, everyone's going to die. That's kind of. Yeah. I think China also has that lockdown as well. I really do. I think it's like if you tried to. When it comes to nuke, yeah. it's like everybody knows. It's like we'll shoot each other for forever. But as soon as one of y'all press the nuke button, at this point, the whole point of people having nukes at this juncture in 2022 is just so nobody else shoots them at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I. Well, we have them too. So you sh- if you do anything crazy to us Iran specifically let's just say them you do anything crazy to us the reason why we haven't gone in and tried to annex Iran well we went to Afghanistan we went to Iraq we've gone to Syria why the fuck if we've got the biggest problem in the world with Iran why haven't we gone to Iran 
because they will blow Israel to kingdom come. They will uh, eradicate Israel yeah. before that we eradicate them. Yeah. And that I think I genuinely think that that's why. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't really see why we have to go annex Iran. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. We don't have to like Stay each other. Later. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, I don't I think. you. Yeah. It, you're the family. Yeah. It's, there you go. There you go. But I don't know, a lot of wars and rumors of wars. That's for sure. Yeah. It is a very interesting time. Uh, and you know, what's crazy is I used to live in this existential amount of fear, like the whole, like, uh, you know, oh, God's coming back. You know, this is the time that God's coming. I'm like, hey, relax. This has happened a lot of times since God left. So let's not just jump. I think that sometimes, I'm not saying. Jesus, not God. Jesus. <laughs> no, he's just fine. I've been so removed. No, uh, but no, no, but I think that also for some, and because this, this is what they've done to us our entire lives. Our, all of our yeah. parents did this to us, the older people. And I'm not saying this from a point of Ooh, like, man. Yeah. I'm not saying this from a point of uh, like angst. Yeah. But I'm saying it from the point of being an adult and thinking logically. That is just so you don't have to fear dealing with it. All right. Um, I got you. Okay. okay. I got This is my opinion on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Jays were coming back in the American Revolution War. Jays were coming back in the French and Indian War. Because yeah. people were feuding. People were fighting, right? Yeah. All these different things. Um, I think one of the biggest cop-outs in the world is, I got nothing to worry about. Jesus coming back. Yeah. I think that's the biggest cop out and the most cowardly thing a Christian can do. Like just just a Christian, general. because you said it, and it really is something I hear all the time. Right? Did Jesus come back? I'm not worried about it. Well, Jesus didn't say I'm about to die. I'm not worried about it. You know, he was like, Damn. "Oh man, I want to let's fight injustice. Let's fix these problems. Let's be there for our brothers. Let's love one another." Right. So as a Christian, like, for, I just let's. I'm just thinking Israel right now. This one situation, just Israel, Israel alone. That's a place where Jesus Christ. Uh, came to be about that's his that's God's chosen people that's God's holy land and and not just because it's that but sure. because it's a it's human beings mm-hmm. right I can never say well you know China's taking over and I, Iran's about to blow them to pieces but Jesus is coming back for me that's right. selfish that is so selfish and not to mention that let's look in look in Revelation if you say you believe in the Bible you say you believe Revelation shows the end times show me where you think we're really getting to the end times yeah. Um, I do think there's, I do think there's situations where you can say, "Hey, this, 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 and this could lead to the end times." So I would ask you, um, how long will it take? You yeah. Know, if, if you say, let's just use this as an example. You say peace in the Middle East, and then um, peace in the Middle East, and then uh, the sacred cow are two two <coughs> examples of Jesus coming back. Right. Well, how long between peace and Middle East and the sacred cow is it going to be? It's not going to be 10 minutes. I'm, I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I don't think. <laughs> sure. You know, and, and it's just it's just one of those things. There's so many people in this world who claim to be Christian because, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's pretty hot religion. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of popping. It's kind of, a lot it's of kind places. popping off. But, um, Might need a rebrand these days. But and they've never, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but they, they've never read certain things, like sure. the book of Revelation that you say is your end times book. It's not. Yeah. Your book of Revelation is God's promise to say, hey, it's going to get crazy for a minute. That's because I'm, I'm coming back to redeem you, to save you, to yeah. keep you safe. This is good for all. Right? But the whole story of a Christian... Because and here's my thing is and this is why I dispute things like the Mormon faith. Right. Not only because it was you know made out of a hat, but whatever. Isn't that like the ten year old kid read the tablet? He was a he was an adult, but he read tablets like in a hat. <laughs> it was a whole thing. But um, 
Girls had a cornball name. Yeah. Did not sell exactly. at all. Exactly. Um, here's my thing is this is is first off, I know that there's unlimited space in heaven. You know. Um You're not a Calvinist? No, well, <laughs> so we can hold another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just, um, I do believe you can't not say that there are some sorts of predestination that aren't true because if God knows everything, he's outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a catch-22. Dude, bring me on here again. We'll just talk Reformed theology one day. But um, anyways, uh, I I look at it like this. Uh, where was I going? Um, say to the people, Israel, God's holy land. They're human beings. We want to save them. <laughs> I've lost my spot, man. Um, We're uh, Russia! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, yeah. So, oh yeah, the misinformed Christians, right? Sure. Um, we'll look at Revelation, right? And 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 people say this book is so awful. This book is terrible. This book is scary. No, it's not, right? It's God saying, okay, this, I remember where I was. It's God saying, hey, I'm coming back to save you, right? But then non Christians say, okay, well that's your that's your selfish God and all these things. But like that's not our job. Our job as Christians say, hey, let, I want to tell everybody because I want everybody to have this truth. Right, uh, this is a really bad example, but I'm about to use it because it's an example people use in the '90s, and the '90s were a bad time to be like in a youth pastor per se. Right, um, they would say, "If I had the cure to cancer, would I put it in my pocket or would I tell everybody?" Yeah, church students, you've got the cure to eternal life. Yeah. It's cheesy and dumb, and I would never make that. Uh, uh, illustration of somebody. Yeah, now that's how it's viewed. Like, yeah. hey, this is all going off your point of people saying Jesus is coming back. Right? Like, yeah, he is, but for everybody, right? You know, I think that there's something to be said. Also, I mean, I think that it. I've thought that Revelations was always used to keep us in line. Like it kind of like the, I'm saying like yeah. when I was younger like yeah. it was like that That's was the thing taught. to keep you f- fear like it That's was we taught, fear it was always based off it was like a fear thing like hey yep. you know God's coming back so uh, yeah. you better get right Jesus is coming back Jesus is coming back yeah so you better get right because if you don't get right he's going to leave you here yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's no, not we were that sounds service level crazy. Crap. We were pre service like, level crap, man. But also. Also, there are harsh, harsh words like, sure. if you are not a child of God, when he comes back, I don't, and this is just me saying, I've done a lot of research, I still don't have a solid, I'm not going to make an argument or a case here, but I think the whole rapture thing, you know, of people floating up in the air, I think I think it's a very distorted view, but... Um, hey man, Jay, I saw, I saw, uh, what, Kurt Cameron, uh, who was uh, it left dude, behind? Yes, uh, <laughs> I think it's one of the reasons, but... I mean, there there are there is harshness in there. Is at, if someone has not accepted Christ as their savior, you know, they will face a judgment. Sure. And they will not be taken. I'm going to say taken up, even though I don't necessarily believe in the whole taken up thing. But, yeah. You know, they will not be metaphorically speaking. Back. But they're also here's the thing: is is when I believe in in the tribulation, the trials, tribulation, the seven years of tribulation, there will be time again because God is a forgiving God and He's a, re, a God of redemption. There will be a time for people to yeah. atone for their sins, uh, and some people make the argument: Well, why don't I just wait till then? Um, <laughs> why don't I just wait till then? I have uh, a, I have a, a really, I know that's I think I to, I but and I'll like tell it. you why. Is, I'll just get right on my deathbed yeah, so that way, you know. I tell you, I tell you why I believe that 
you can't just wait till then is because I believe it'll be so difficult in a world full this is me in a world full even though the world's already full of sin in a world full of evil and sin ran by an antichrist ran by everything that goes it'll be so difficult um you know well I when I hear that. people say that it makes me think are you the same person that says God knows it? God knows my heart you know because it's like I think that I, I would rather live by the logic of saying God knows my heart than being like I'm going to get right on my deathbed yeah. because that would mean your heart is definitely in the wrong place when it comes I'm not saying I'm not saying that people who say that are just horrible people I'm just saying like by that logic you're basically saying I can live like the biggest piece of ass ever yeah. and then be like oh it's all good kind of like confession guns, with Catholicism. Catholicism guns pointed at him in the bunker Hitler's hands are in there. He says, I accept Christ. He gets, sh- he, he, he dies. Yeah. Right. Does he go to heaven? Yeah, exactly. That's the question I get asked all the time. I, weirdly, I've been asked that multiple times. Right. Well, we just know of him as like the most evil man yeah. in the world. Um, I go back to the story of Christ being crucified. There were two men next to him on the cross. One man was still mocking him. One man said, I do not know who this is. Uh, and his heart was genuine. He said, listen, Jesus, I'm a criminal. I've sinned. I've done so much wrong. Please, Find in your heart to forgive me. I want to be a child of God. And he said, listen, on this day, on this day you'll be with me in paradise, right? That guy had a true heart. That guy had a true heart of, I want to be redeemed. I want to be forgiven. I want to be accepted. He died. He was in heaven. Hitler, doubt he had the true heart of, I want yeah. to be redeemed. He had the true heart of, there ain't no atheist on a, on a crashing plane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody, somebody wants a hope to hold on to even like <laughs> Yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. Like, I, I have a question for you before we get out of here. Okay, this is, yeah, uh, yeah. since we're, you know, we're kind of running out of time anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think happens to someone if they die and don't go to heaven? I, mean, I think they go to hell, man. Like, what I is, what like, is, I, I get what you're saying. But what is the, and this isn't a trick question. This is just a curious yeah. question that I've had as we've gotten older. I've always wondered and talking to people who like are more willing to like talk about it. Mm-hmm. What, what does the Bible say about hell? So that, the quick answer I can give you is that hell's not a place. That's where we all go. But, but what, be more specific. We say, what does the Bible say about hell? Cause I want to, I'm pretty confident. Like I've always, I've heard from a significant amount of people that hell is not necessarily like a thing. Huh? What do you? So hell's not necessarily like it's a concept. It's literally just like, hey, follow this other direction whatever is told to you by this other direction and that like hell is just kind of like the added to the equation to be counter to the uh, good so when people go astray it's like oh no no, no get back over here dude you don't get right you're going to hell it also rhymes with jail so i look at a few different things and i'm i'm got my phone out so i can make sure i get the right no that's I, conversation um, i'm not trying to put you on the spot yeah no, 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 it's okay uh mark nine um well, that's not Mark 9, sorry. Uh, Mark, yeah, Mark 9, 46, it says, where their, worms die, where their worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. Uh, and that's a very broad statement, obviously. Sure. But the way you look at it, you break down context. But say hell is not a Hebrew word either. <laughs> so. When you break down context, yeah, ex- that's another thing, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but when you break down context, I use the words like where, where, there, uh, worm does not, and the fire is not quenched. To so let me know it's a place. I also know from different pla- passages in the Bible that it, that it is the underworld. Um, 
I'm just looking at all this stuff to say. But um, a lot of people reference the fire and brimstone. Yeah, so I don't okay. remember what that verse Matthew is. Matthew twenty five forty one says, and this is Jesus Christ. Uh, he says, "Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire." Matthew thirteen forty two says, and sh- Jesus says, "And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be waiting and gnashing of teeth. Hell is forever. All who enter hell abandon all hope." Right, so we as Christians view heaven as a uh, place that eventually will become new heaven, new Jerusalem, uh, I believe will be ascended onto earth. Um, that's in Revelation. Um, but I do believe hell is a place. I believe hell is an underworld. I also look at the story of Lazarus. Uh, shout out to Lazarus. Uh, we kind of know that story. Ah, Lazarus. Uh, yeah, so there was another man um, who didn't give Lazarus money. He didn't help Lazarus out at all. When Lazarus died, he was in heaven. This man died. He was in hell. And in the Bible, it's literally the stories being told of this man looking up and seeing Lazarus. He says, Lazarus, please just let me have a drink to, 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 yeah. to quench my tongue. Right? And so that's that's one of the ways I take away that, that hell is a real place. Right. Hell is the underworld. Um, I don't think hell is the underworld you see in South Park and in TV shows. I don't know what it could be. The whole thing of you saying it could be a concept, sure. Right. But I do know that it's... almost it's, like a bit of a metaphor. Yeah, I do the know yin, it's forever yang. torture. Good to bad, yeah. It's forever torture. Jesus said, God, God and Jesus say, here's your way out for forever peace and forever comfort. Yeah. But if you don't choose this way out, I'm sorry, but because Lucifer did this and created this place, I had to send him somewhere. Here is the other thing. Yeah. I want you. I want you to choose me. I want you to be my child. I want. I don't want to send you to hell. Sure. But if you don't choose this, that's what has to happen. Right. And it's it's one of those things I never want to tell somebody that. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I, I'm being very open and honest. I don't want to tell people that you don't, because you, you don't get any you, you're you don't get any joy out of yeah, utilizing that you're going to hell card. But that's the, <laughs> you know that that can be the truth, and we could sit and dissect this for hours. I know uh. we're not gonna, but yeah, I definitely I believe it's a place. Um, I don't believe it's a wait, wait in line and punch your ticket kind of place. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, I think it's a place. Let's, I'll put this to you. Ultimately, I'll finish this. This, I'll be done with this. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a place where our bodies will be burning forever because I don't know if heaven will be a place where our bodies will be. Yeah, walking around. I've never forever. really been. Uh, even uh, when I was more devout, uh, uh, I never always thought of it more of like a. And this applies to a lot of secular ideology and shit as well, but. The soul, yeah, energy, soul. or whatever it may um, be. You're the s- ultimate torture is going to be separation from a God who loves you, a God who says, I want a relationship with you, and a God who tried to redeem you. And for whatever reason, whether someone didn't tell you, you had no clue about it, yeah. or you rejected it, yeah. that's going to be the ultimate torture. I think it's like a, a much broader version of like, you don't people don't realize how like insulated they are. People who are very well taken care of by their parents, yeah. and they take it, maybe take it for granted, yeah. and it's like, you don't realize like the things you would not have if it was, I'm not even necessarily even saying like bad kids or anything, but just like people who just, they've had something so, huh, Americans, have had something yeah. so good for so long that like, and I'm, everything has its flaws. I'm not saying that, you know, this is the ideal situation, but yeah. in parallel to other things, it's like you don't even you can't even fathom the idea of living in such terror of mm-hmm. you know pick a country that you know whatever. But it's the same thing with parents, same thing with God. The same concept would be with God being like the absence of me is you know it sounds like I'm saying like God oh, shit without absence, me. Absence, I'm not saying it like that. The but. absence of perfection is. The opposite of perfection, which is complete destruction. Right. You know? It's like it barely leaves room for nuance. Exactly. 
But it's like, like you were saying, to have, to be without a God who cares without you, without Him encompassing something. It's like, none of the, like, to play onto what you're saying, it's like, none of this exists, none of this functions anywhere near as well as it could yeah. if I let these other people take yeah. power and take control. And I'll say this too, Spiritually I'll say this, I'll say this is, is someone's argument to everything we just said is, how could a God let this happen? Why, if he wants us all to be his child, why couldn't he just make it all his child? Well, first off, I say, let's look at other world religions like oh. Islam and all this stuff. You're not saying anything about that. But um, because sin separated humans from God, like this is a thing people, I don't think a lot of people understand it, is, is the Christian God actively pursues each and every, and it sounds cheesy sometimes. There's so many uh, uh, Christian slangs that sound cheesy, no. but the Christian God pursues each and every single person. Some people have certain convictions, some people don't, right? But it's one of those things of, of hey, these certain situations and circumstances ha- has happened, and yeah. this is now how this is set up, Yeah, right? You have a way out, you have a way in, you have all these things, and I want you, I want you, I want you so bad. Uh, and the book of Matthew, uh, and I think it says it in Luke as well, Matthew 18 or 19, um, gives a story of a parable. Jesus gives a parable of a lost sheep. A uh, shepherd has a hundred sheep. One goes missing. He leaves the 99 to search for one. When he finds the one, he doesn't chastise it. He picks it up, rejoices, yeah. uh, and brings it back to the flock. Right? And that's that's uh, ultimate representation of what God does. And, and he ultimately chases us, but it's up to us because he gives us free will in every single decision. Sure. To accept that. So that, I just... I know there's not comments on these things, but I, when we talk and think, I just instantly think I comments about what about this? And yeah. So. Well, I mean, next time I'll, I mean, if you want me to, I'll be like, yeah. hey guys, I'm getting a guy who believes in Jesus in the podcast. <laughs> you know, no, no, that sounds really cheesy. No one's going to make it an hour and 10 minutes in this anyway. So <laughs> they won't hear any of this conversation. Yeah, they usually go about three minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I paid them to go uh, yeah, uh, exactly. click on all my episodes. Oh, I'm just kind of joking. But no, I, so what I will say before we close, <clears throat> I crack jokes about everything. Yeah. But one of the reasons why, like, I, it always, it bothers me whenever I see people online who are just, I, typically it is online because, yeah. I mean, look at what the, where have I gone the past two years, three years, <laughs> you know. But, like, when I see people, like, they, they go so hard on trying to tear down Christian people strictly on the basis of the fact that all you know about them is the fact that they're Christian. It's like you yeah. – th- my problem with that is like let's just take Aunt Susie that go – that you know her son died of a drug overdose and she goes to church every Sunday and she's devout. Her main form of peace in her life is God, yeah. this Christian idea of God. I'm just using that as no, an example. No. But when it comes to any kind of non-radicalized version yeah. of a religion, I'm like, why would you try to strip them of that? Especially when you people are, who find joy in trying to debunk stuff. Yeah. You you are so I, now. I'm not saying that you don't have to, you know, stand on your laurels or whatever and just be who you are and have your faith or lack thereof. But I'm just saying, like, why would you want to take that from someone? Who like why is that your your yeah. dagger? Like I'm gonna take my my more evangelical mind out of my my mind if I want to spread the gospel everywhere out of it real quick. Um, you know if I come up to somebody and let's just say I want to tell them about Jesus, I want to tell them about Christianity. Like, listen, man, I'm not interested. Right? Yeah. I still want to tell them all about it, but yeah. I'm not interested, man. Uh, I follow Allah. Right? Yeah. You got peace and hope and comfort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've got something that your family can hold on to. As much as I think you're wrong. 
I'm not going to be like, let me tell you how you're wrong. Yeah. You know, okay, sure. man, well, this is what, this is what I got, whatever, whatever. But, and, and that's in a religious standpoint of one religion to another. But yeah, these people that are, that, 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 you know, they claim whatever they claim. Sure. But what they love to do is tear down Christians, tear down Muslims, tear down all these different religions. Like, right. let's go back to very, stay in your own lane, bro. Yeah. They're happy. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And it's like, and obviously it doesn't, that doesn't apply to everybody who yeah. goes to church no, no, and believe no, no, no. in God. And, but, it does, and it also doesn't apply to everybody that doesn't believe in something. Right. Not everyone. So many people I know are like that. They're like, hey, yeah. I, I keep to myself, you keep to yours. It's cool. Yeah. It's all good. Like, yeah. and I, I agree. I mean, and that's why I was saying, like, that's something that always gets to me because it's like, why? And it just, it sounds cheesy to say this, yeah. but it's like, it goes back to how people always say you're just so angry with yourself and your uh, life, and where you, because you have no, you have faith in nothing mm-hmm. that you feel obligated to try to tear other people down in such a way that I mean, obviously, people know that that is something that's important to someone who is mm-hmm. a Christian or who is a you know a practicing Jew or yeah. someone who is, you know, a uh, practicing Hindu, Hindu or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like you know but I mean let's be honest, dude. We live in a in a day and age. You know who's going to make fun of Christians? Angry, pissed off, middle-aged white people. It's going to be ang- in between the ages of like yep. 16 years old to like 35. Those are the people who are going to dedicate as much time as they possibly can to talking shit about Christians. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take the time to talk shit about Muslims. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take the time to talk shit about people who are any other religion than Christians. Yeah. Don't understand the logic in that, but I'm just saying, like, it's most well, you know, this is what I tell people all the time. Oh, I'm getting bullied. I'm getting this. People are making fun of me. I'm in high school. I'm in nine clubs. I'm the leader of all of them. But when you're outspoken, you become a target. Yeah, and it's and, fair. And I hate to put the whole Christian uh, persecution. We're so... Woe is me. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Oppressed. Christian oppression. Because we are not oppressed. I freely can think, say, and do whatever I want as a Christian. It's amazing. The loving arms of the American uh, way. (laughs) But I do agree with you is it's an easy target. Yeah. And that's what it is, man. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well... Free squeezy, man. Free squeeze, man. Free squeeze. Sounds nasty when you say free squeeze. Free squeeze. (laughs) This was good. I enjoyed this. This Yeah, man. Uh, a good I thought we were talking about a few things we didn't. So, you know what's crazy is Russia was the only thing I planned to talk about. Well, now, then, no, hey. excuse me, I didn't plan to talk about the Russia Ukraine thing for an it hour was and a half. The only thing you, but it was had the rest of it. I was like, we'll see where it we'll goes. It. Yeah, like, we didn't really go anywhere else, hardly. We talked about Russia. We talked about Toby Keys. We did talk about Toby. Keys. <sighs> Justice will be served. And the battle will rage. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. Give it to me, Toby. You'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. And Uncle Sam put your name at the top of his.
sing of the 